Hello, um, welcome to another episode of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Ben Gold. Hey Ben, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and watchers? Sure. Yeah, I'm Ben. I'm a product designer based in New York City. Um, I work in well, work right now. I work at big tech. Currently, I work at Microsoft. Prior to this, I worked at Google, worked at Tumblr, and a bunch of startups around the city doing mostly digital product design, service design. Um, been doing this for like twelve plus years. So, yeah, that's that's the long and short of it. Well, thank you, thank you for coming on to the show and sharing some of your favorite tools with us. Uh, I know you have a bunch, but um, why don't you start with your favorite one, number one. What's a tool yeah. that you to know about? So this first one, I think, is definitely one of my like top favorite tools. I almost found it randomly. Uh, I got really into... Well, let me just describe it for those who sure. are listening. So it looks like it's a knife. Yes. It looks like it's a retractable knife. It looks sort of like maybe the size of of like a you know a pencil or pen. It's flat. Um, it has it's like one of those cheap box cutters that would have a retractable blade in it, but it's more of an angle like a scalpel blade. Um, but but that's what it looks like. It looks like a kind of an elegant version of a plastic box knife. Right. So this is basically probably like the finest box knife. You can imagine because it's not actually like a box knife, box cutter knife. It's actually using scalpel blades. And it's from this company, Swan Morton, who is one of like the leading manufacturers of Swan uh, of, of scalpel blades. They're based in Sheffield, England. Um, and mostly they sell medical products, sterile products. I got, I found them because I got really into the great YouTube channel, Baumgartner Restorations, where he restores art. And he was using a scalpel in a lot of them instead of like a regular X-Acto knife or craft knife. And I was like, oh, I really want to try that. And then when I started looking into it, I found that unlike X-Acto knives, where there's only a few different blade profiles to choose from in the world of scalpels, there's a bunch of different shapes and sizes and angles and curves and things like that. And so I started off by buying just like a standard regular scalpel blade, like the kind that you'd seen, seen on TV. And then I was in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, and I walked into a, a craft supply store. You can get this other places. This happens to this screen I'm sharing happens to be the website of the manufacturer. They uh, so you can get it from a lot of different places. I think, unfortunately, I do think they are more readily available in the UK. But um, blades are really easy to come by, and really any scalpel is like a really great craft knife. I find that they're far superior. Like the blades are usually made stainless steel, but they also make them in carbon steel. They make ones that are sterile. They have a bunch of different like tiny blade profiles and things like the the type that you see in, in movies and TV is like a number 10 blade, which is sort of the curved one with a number three handle, uh, which is actually funny because doctors don't really use that. They, they mostly use what's like a number 15 blade, which is actually like a smaller version of it. I learned way too much about blades, <laughs> things like that when I got into this. But it's just a really great knife to have. It's really nice to change the blades out. Also, unlike X-Acto knives, they, uh, they don't, blades don't like kind of screw in. They sort of like slot in using tension, which means that they don't really come loose. So it's more of a deliberate action if you want to take them out. So it's just like a really nice blade to have. And then this sort of retractable version uh, you know, it makes it portable and pocketable. So right. like I found myself carrying this thing around as if it was my like everyday carry pocket knife. 
So even, even though those blades have a slot that looks similar to an X-Acto, you can't use the surgical blades on an X-Acto knife? No, you you need a, there's, you, you'll like, if you actually look into it, there's like some that are more common. I think there's like a, a big size and a small size and different handle sizes. Uh, it's not as confusing as I might be making it sound, but um, it's it's sort of this sort of tension thing where the blade kind of has this sort of, like lock in mechanism it's actually really brilliant and it's funny that it's only used in real surgical blades and and exacto went another way i wonder if it's like patent related or something yeah i would imagine knowing nothing about this that you should be able to find some kind of a handle for those uh, scalpel blades that was more like a round exacto handle Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, if, if you think about like an exacto blade, it's mostly like a pin vise with a slit in it anyway. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, the I think having the option to purchase sterile blades, too, is obviously no one should be doing self-surgery or anything like mm -hmm. that. But if you have like a splinter or something like mm -hmm. that, it's really nice to know that, oh, yeah. this is a blade fresh from the package and I'm not right. going like, right. to uh, right. a, a less elegant um alternative which is what i have been doing is buying disposable uh surgical blades hmm. um which the handles built in yeah handles are built in they're they're very cheap in that sense the yeah. handles anyway um they're made for one use but i get you know they last pretty long if you're just cutting phone core board or whatever um yeah they can go on for forever um but that's it Ecologically, that's not as, as sound, um, but it is, um, if you want to, I put it this way, if you want to dip into this world of right. surgical blades, buying some cheap uh, disposable ones on Amazon is a good way to, to get into it. Absolutely. I think I found that I liked the, the heft of the retractable handle even like more so than the standard handle. I think that's like one of the nice things about it. I'd like a heavy sort of blade but yeah the retractable i think the first one i bought was one of those retractable ones i and i will say that i like economically i do think the blades in these are often more expensive if you get like the real made in england ones but you can find tons of people made in china made in india all these other places that honestly are basically the same so okay and you and the thing you'd be searching for are surgical blades yeah, just a scalpel uh, you can type scalpel in there's blades. other people that make retractable scalpels as well so yeah okay well, that's really great. Okay, um, so um, Ben, what's um, what's the second choice for you? So this is uh, what looks like a, in my opinion, a very nice fountain pen. I don't exactly like the style here. It comes in a lot of other different styles, and you can see the prices here. They're right. It's a cheap. it's a fountain pen. It's sort of a kind of a tubular with torpedo shaped yes. fountain pen with a nib, and um, it's. Uh, it has a kind of a fountain, classic fountain pen shape, I would say. Is that about right? Yeah, except the nib, as you can see, is a lot smaller, and it also has this sort of plunger on the top, like a like a sort of retractable pen. Um, and I think there's not a ton of people that make sort of like fine retractable fountain pens and that's what this is this what, yes. th what this is a retractable fountain pen so instead yes. of having a cap you plunge the end and it retracts like a ballpoint pen it retracts yes. the tip and then yes. do you have to then cap the tip as well after no. you okay so that's part of what makes the vanishing point like it's 
if you look, if you like search for best retractable fountain pen, this is what comes up. This is like, it's made by Pilot, who it makes tons of wonderful pens. As you can see, they're not, it's not the cheapest pen. They range anywhere between like $150 to $200. So even more, depending on the finishes and the materials. Um, uh, so I, fountain pens, if you haven't used a fountain pen for anyone watching this, uh, you should definitely try it at least once because they're a lot of fun and uh, sort of a joy to write with. There's much cheaper ways to get into it. There's disposable ones. There's like ones like the Lamy Safari, which I think is usually 30 bucks or less, which is a German built, like beautiful pen. This one is like, if you've been into it for a while and you want something that you can use sort of as an everyday pen and you don't have to worry about it leaking or drying out or whatever, this is definitely the way to go is it has sort of like a very ingenious patented um, way that the the nib comes in and then sort of goes into like a little compartment with like a door, um, which keeps it from drying out, which means that you can kind of use it almost like not indefinitely because, you know, it's not like airtight, but, you know, you really don't have to worry about it drying out. Like I had one of these, I kind of like forgot it in a bag and then rediscovered it and found that the ink was still working, which doesn't happen with like a lot of fountain pens that are capped. Um, and also because this is sort of on the higher end too, the materials it's made out of are really very nice. So I think when you get into fountain pens, which is definitely a nerdy thing to get into, but um, you'll find that there's the nibs come in a bunch of different materials. Some are made out of stainless steel. Some are made out of titanium. Some are made out of, um, a, a lot of things. I think this nib is, is a um, a gold plated, or actually it says it says it's an eighteen karat gold nib. So I think wow. uh, gold is a very flexible material, which gives you a really fine writing mm -hmm. uh, surface. It's very smooth, and you can tell the difference. Um, and it's just like. If you wanted to have one fountain pen, which uh, I think anyone that is spending this much money on a pen probably is someone that like likes collecting pens anyway. So they probably don't have just one fountain pen, but like if you want <laughs> a way to use a fountain pen on a daily basis, this is definitely like a great way to go. And um, Pilot makes cartridges for it um, that make it also like even more convenient. But it, I think it also comes with what's called a converter, which allows you to suck up ink from an inkwell and and use your own inks if you want um but it's just like and also this sort of like all black version this black matte version is just like really pretty so so why don't you 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 um convey to us the the particular um benefits that you see of fountain pens in general over you know, let's say like a gel pen yeah I, absolutely so i mean it's a lot of it is sort of just like a it is definitely like a luxury kind of thing it is it is something that is like yes does it is it can i really sell the value of why someone should buy a 200 dollars pen versus just no no actually i don't actually don't want you to so i just want to hear from you for you why yeah. do you use why what joy do you find in using a fountain pen i think personally what i really like about it is i find that my handwriting looks better with it i find that it's um it it, it just feels really nice to write with like you, I, I think you partly 
uh, you know, I'm a designer artist kind of person. And so I kind of enjoy the fact that you can adjust your wine line width by using different versions of pressure. You can choose different inks and ink colors and, and stuff. And there is sort of that um, enthusiast aspect of it that I think is like, oh, you can get really into inks and find like, here's a black ink that I really like that's better than the silver black ink or here's a blue black ink or something uh -huh. like that. Um, uh, but I think I think more than anything, no matter what fountain pen you try, it's really the feeling of it uh -huh. that is like super, super nice. It's just it it it, it, it like it, it makes you want to keep writing. Okay. And so my I'm not being familiar with fountain pens. My idea was that it kind of flows. There, there's it kind of glides across the paper much easier than one where maybe friction is part of what it has to. Maybe the pen has to have more friction in order to deliver the ink in a gel pen versus a fountain pen. It's just kind of flowing out easier, so it takes less pressure. Is that it? Yeah. So I think uh, uh, like a like a gel pen or a um, ballpoint pen even has ink that is a lot more viscous. Okay. So um, versus the ink in a fountain pen versus also like a rollerball. A rollerball is also a really nice pen, which has a lot like the ink is almost as the sort of fluidity of water. So, you know, as soon as it touches that paper, it starts to get absorbed, mm -hmm. um, which means that it's like, you know, you, it's either it's flowing or it's not okay. uh, versus a pen where you might have to like, you know, go around on the page a few times to get a line to come out or something, or it's, you know, it's, 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 it sort of leads you to write in a different way. Okay. It's, it's almost more like a brush in some ways. Sure. Sure. Well, that's great. Um, it does sound like that if you have one one that's retractable and doesn't dry out, that would be a huge advantage. Is, do you feel confident enough about the um, the closure to actually put it in like a shirt pocket without it? So one of the most brilliant pieces of its design is that if you actually if you actually look, the cl pocket clip yeah is the backwards ah <laughs> so you can't put it. Yeah, the... you can't put it down, which is great. Uh, but I have actually put it down and haven't had any issues. But I just like that they they designed it that way. Okay, that's cool. Okay, all right, great. So, um, so Ben, that's a great one. Second one. So, how about a third uh, cool tool? Sure. The third one is this one. So this is the Palini pocket rulers, pocket rules. I will admit that this is one that I own. And I mostly own it because I really like the company that makes it and the tool is really neat, but it's not one that I've used a ton, but I do think it's a great product for someone. It's, it's a really brilliant design. It's, it's, it is uh -huh. a, this, this company woodpeckers makes a lot of tools for woodworking right, right. and they have this one-time tool thing where they make uh -huh. these one tools. Uh, and I got like, I, I was like kind of into woodworking. I had a friend that was into woodworking and I went to the website and I was just like, I love the aesthetic of everything they make. I really want to buy something, but like, I don't have a woodworking shop. And so oh, I, okay. I bought one of the, these, which is one of the cheapest you items. You bought one of these just because the design was so beautiful. Basically. And then when I got it, I was like, this thing is actually really nice. I think I, I'm trying to, they, they have tons of different versions of it, of okay. different lengths, different units. I think got the one that I have has both, metric and imperial units on it and it's six inches and so first of all it's a really nice stainless steel ruler which is nice nice mm -hmm. you can use a straight edge but you see that it has sort of this cut in it 
because you can take this sort of straight edge piece off of it and then kind of use it as like a little um like right. t-square or like vertically. Right, right so so i wanted to, again to describe to those who are listening only so we have some some metal six inch rulers that are made out of um very rigid metal um with a um a slide on them with knurled screw set screws that you can mm -hmm. kind of set to um keep them to work like almost like a right angle but maybe not as not like an l it's a little bit more like i don't know a dotted eye <laughs> and uh but it looks like the that little slider can also swivel 90 degrees if i'm understanding the design right well it doesn't swivel it kind of comes out and then there's like an inset piece okay. in it that you right. put it into right which then allows it the edge the ruler to then stand up on end okay or not on end i guess on the on the okay. edge on edge yeah yeah right so um yeah and some of them are are kind of your typical silver metal colors but others are they're kind of branded red um enameled um i think they're anodized aluminum anodized aluminum okay there you go um yeah and they're and i think this company is like their website's really fun to look at because they make really like striking beautiful products. I found that a lot of, there's a lot of companies in the woodworking industry that makes a lot of these like very unique purpose-built tools that are like very high quality, very well made. And this company is definitely one of them, Woodpeckers. Um, but this this one is, I think, a, a neat tool that anyone really could get value out of it. You know, part of why it stands on end is you can, in the picture, I'll describe it as on the sort of end of the ruler are is like a one inch Thing. So height. you can so you can height. use yeah you can use measure the heights of things when this thing is standing. So there's all four edges of the ruler are being used. Yeah, which I think if you look at I think this is a nice I think uh, there's a lot of people that have benefit for like an everyday carry ruler, and I think between the sort of like um, uh, sliding straight edge aspect of this plus mm -hmm. this sort of like vertical. Or, or, or stand aspect of it. I think this right. is a pretty versatile tool, and also like the what line large range of materials available for it. Right, uh, and it's also like all all made in the U.S. too, which is a, is another nice thing too. Right, and then if maybe you can um, send us the link for the um, the one that had the um, dual scale of yeah metric as well as standard. Um, okay. Um, so Ben, what's what's a what's a fourth um, tool for you? Yeah, the the fourth one, a tool is is I think a very broad word. This one is, I, and I, I think uh, I forgot that this is mostly an audio podcast. So just I'll describe it uh, because you've done such a great job with that. Is um, it is a well, this is actually the four one. I have the eight one, but basically it is a piece of metal with sort of hooks that kind of tilt out of it. And a piece of, piece of wood, wood of various materials that screws into the wall vertically and has hooks that come out of it. The, the one that I'm showing here has four hooks. Um, so when there's nothing in it, it's actually pretty flat. Right, so it's like a board, it's a long board, maybe yeah. know, six, six inches wide, maybe less. And then it, yeah. and slotted in the board, in the down the middle of the board, Going lengthwise in a slot is a um, are these hooks which look like they can slide up and down. So maybe it's 
not a board. Maybe it's more like a a, a square channel. Yeah. It, so the, the, I I changed the link. The the one that I'm showing now is actually the one that I own, which is uh-huh. sort of a. It's kind of like a triangular piece of wood. Oh, okay. That has eight hooks in total. I'm trying to find one that actually shows you the whole thing. There it is. Okay. Um, and. Oh. Uh, uh huh. So, so the hooks, okay, the hooks come out. So, yeah, so it's a very well designed piece of furniture. It's a coat hook or a clothes hook that runs vertical. Yeah. With, um, as you said, eight hooks that are normally and not in use, they're flat and flush yeah. against the surface. And then they kind of swing out. Yeah. When in use. Yes. Um, and the reason that, this is one of my picks and, and, and that I uh, it sort of found this thing at all was I, I live in New York in a, you know, a modest sized apartment, not a lot of floor space for a traditional sort of coat hook and, and in the entryway, not a lot of wall space. Um, and I had people come over, um, including like the person I was seeing at the time, we'd come over and would just like, Put all of our stuff, jacket, backpack, whatever, just on the floor. <laughs> and, um, so I, I need something. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. a cat. He's he's 16 <laughs> years old, and he, you know, has a tendency to sometimes pee on things. Yeah. And I was just like, I would see this happen. I'd get so nervous, and I would like, you know, have to put it on furniture or something like that. And I was like, yeah. I wanted something that was nice, that was out of the way when it needed to be out of the way, and that was also just sort of like very aesthetically pleasing i have a lot of sort of like mid-century modern stuff in my apartment and 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 things like that and i i searched google for like vertical coat rack and i found this in like google shopping results of all things which is mostly ad based saying Mm -hmm. this is someone that works at google um so i was not expecting much and i found it on uh i think the one that i found was on some uh fancy furniture place out of California. It's I, I will say that this product is not inexpensive. I think they show on the website it goes for around 300 euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, and it is made in Denmark. The materials, it comes in a ton of different wood finishes. The hooks in it are made out of uh, like machined aluminum. It does feel super premium and it solves a, what, I, what I think is like a like if you have this issue that I had where I didn't have a lot of space for it, it solved the problem perfectly. It looks beautiful. Uh, the sort of angled out aspect of it is is super nice where it's sort of this pyramid off the wall. Uh, and I couldn't find anything else like it. Like I kept trying to find cheaper alternatives and I like looked for like two months to try to find cheaper alternatives and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> uh, and I just finally said like, you know, what? I got to do it. I got to get it. And I've been so happy with it. And I use it all the time for hanging bags when I come in. I use it for like, you know, if I'm cleaning up, you can like hang a trash bag off of it or something too. It's actually like, I I was worried when I got it that it would be, you know, that it wouldn't be strong enough. And I think I found like a company that resells it and they show like a little kid in a tote bag, like hanging off of it. Like they like it actually... <laughs> Praise a lot. And it's such a weird thing because this company, like, this is like what they make. They make, I think they mostly make uh, horizontal versions of it. Mm. Um, but this vertical one, it's like actually like, it's like kind of hidden on their website. And I think it's the best product that they make. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I, 
honestly, it's one of these things that every time I use it or every time I look at it, it just like makes me really happy because it like solved the problem so perfectly and it's beautiful. That's that's the best kind. That's totally. The best, that's the best tool. Um. Well, that's really great. Thank you, Ben, for those. What a great tour. Yeah. Um, what's uh, something you want to share with our audience? What's uh, exciting you these days? Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> my, my work stuff is is what I spend a lot of my time on, for better or for worse. These days I'm at Microsoft working on um, Microsoft, a lot of Microsoft's web experience features, so things like Bing and Edge and, and stuff like that. Um, actually working on a lot of commerce and shopping features so hopefully uh making it will help make finding cool tools even easier going okay. forward um uh i have some personal projects and stuff that i've spent time on i had a project called ben's door which was a basically a weird art project i made with my friend jacob uh, where it took a picture of me every time i opened my door and posted it online <laughs> and um and then you could buy merch with it on. And that project, that project sort of died, but then it led to this friend's project, my friend Noah Galina, who is um, Noah's best known for it. He made that video where he took a picture of himself every day and it set to piano music. Mm -hmm. um, he was inspired by my thing and he made a website called chickens.photos, which took pictures of his chickens and his photo coop um, yeah. and his uh, chicken coop and then sold them as NFTs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh but my friend and Jake, uh, Jacob and I I think have talked about trying to make uh a wallet like a minimalist wallet so you mean like not, a physical wallet or, or, or an NFT wallet or a crypto wallet physical physical wallet I'm not I'm personally I'm not a big crypto guy okay. um well you have but, to be careful uh, these days I would... no I know I know yeah. um so we're we've been talking about that and I think we're, we're we've been playing around with with things like that I'll probably post about it when if it ever gets off the ground it's i uh started like emailing companies that do like sell elastics to for for military use like millispec elastics because um thinking like the perfect minimalist wallet is basically basically like a band that goes around your cards mm -hmm. um trying to figure out how to put like an air tag in there in a way that's not bulky too so mm -hmm. um hopefully that'll be my cool tool in the future when, okay. when I, but well, um, i hope yeah. that's I hope that works that'd be that'd be a fantastic adventure hopefully yeah it's i'm i'm definitely like personally a connoisseur of cool things i think your website is one of my favorites just because i discover so much stuff i think i think i discovered county com through cool tools and i've spent mm -hmm. way too much money with them um, <laughs> so thank you and I hate you, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, I definitely would love to make my own like sure. well out beautiful product at some point. Well, that's that's re really great. Um, we'll include a link to your site if you have a site right now, um, yeah. and and the tools that you mentioned. So thank you for for all those. Uh, maybe send an updated um, pen link as yeah. well, and. Uh, We'll post that. So Ben, thank you for this wonderful tour of your favorite tools. I'm so, so delighted that you shared them with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting me. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. 
you've kept this place going and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year. And I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four, four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way. Um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy, from something in the kitchen to something used to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.